I needed to not skate by for once in my life, and they didn't let me. At the end of the day, if you know that you don't feel good about the job, you got to be able to leave that behind. They just kept asking me to come back, and I truly love Milwaukee and Southeast Wisconsin. It's always great to be at WTMJ. This is WTMJ Conversations. Welcome to WTMJ Conversations. I'm your host, Libby Collins. Well, we all hear Rose Gray on Saturday mornings on the Fox World Travel Show, and we listen to her talk about all the experiences she's had traveling around the world. And it certainly makes you want to pack a suitcase and join her. But how did she end up with that dream job? Well, we're going to find out today on WTMJ Conversations. Rose, when you were growing up, were you one of those kids who had dreams about traveling to faraway places? Not really. I had dreams of being a teacher. I played school with my siblings in the basement, and I was always the teacher. Um, we did some traveling as as a kid, a lot of camping, which I can tell you just reinforced the notion that I'm never going camping again. <laughs> Thank you very much. But my father was stationed at Fort Carson, Colorado when I was born. And so Every couple of years, mom and dad would pack up the station wagon and the kids, and we would go out to Colorado to see where I was born, to see if the house they lived in was still standing. And that gave me the love of that area. So when I did take a little break from Wisconsin, that is where I ended up. Colorado. Yeah. What was it about it that drew you It there? was the mountains. So beautiful. If you know, the Fort Carson is in Manitou Springs, which is around Colorado Springs. So that's Pikes Peak. That's Garden of the Gods. That's that area. And I probably would have stayed but one thing, and that is when you are born and raised on Lake Michigan, you have an amazing appreciation for large bodies of water which you don't get in Colorado. So although they've got beautiful reservoirs and some mountainous lakes that you can visit, you miss big water. Tell us about this teaching dream that you had. Did you go into teaching eventually? I did, actually. My degree from Lakeland College, which is now Lakeland University, is in elementary education. But when I graduated in 1976, there were no teaching jobs to be had. And so I did a little bit of everything until by miracle of all miracles, a teacher did not sign a contract at a particular school two weeks before school was going to start. And so I got that job. Now, I got a job as a seventh and eighth grade science and math teacher, which was not what I was dreaming of. I was dreaming more of being a first grade teacher. And so I lasted a couple of years in education, but realized that seventh and eighth grade wasn't where it was at, that I maybe would have to go to school and get a little bit more schooling to get me back to where I really wanted to go. The one thing I did do at Lakeland University that I was very proud of is they allowed me to graduate what what they used to call an area of concentration. They didn't call it a minor at Lakeland. And my area of concentration was coaching. And so I did get to coach girls basketball. That was something that made me possibly think about staying in that as a career. What'd you like about coaching? I just loved it. I loved it that you weren't in a structured classroom. I loved it that only people who wanted to try out for the team we're trying to tie out of course I did have the same things that everyone has parents who said I'm not driving anymore if you don't put my kid in and why is my kid always on the bench and those kinds of things but that was the one thing that I did enjoy about it but at that point in time I did a little bit of traveling in the summers because I had summers off and thought how can I parlay this 
travel into a career? How can I make this into a career? So I broke away from teaching and I had a flower shop for about five years. Wait a minute. You had had your own flower shop? I did. What drew you to that? So that's where I worked when I was in high school. And after I was done teaching, I went to Colorado and I did some substitute teaching. I helped a friend who had graduated from optometric school set up his office and I did some work at Breckenridge. And so I did get to do some skiing free. And so that's kind of what all that was about. But then my parents said, okay, that was a fun experiment of you being a ski bum in Colorado. But the flower shop you used to work for is up for sale. And if you'd like, Dad and I will help you finance this if you would like to come back and do that. And you did that for five years? Five years, yeah. In little old Oostburg, Wisconsin, I had the flower shop. It was rural at the time, and the lady was trying to break away to purchase a restaurant. She wanted to keep the house, the prefab building that she put the shop in right next to her house was for sale. And so I said, yeah, I'll do that. It took me about two years and then I moved it into the village and remodeled that building into my home. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. But being in the floral business, that's kind of a high stress job. It's a very high stress job. And you got to remember, I was young. I was under 30 at this time. And so when are you the busiest in a flower shop? Weekends, weddings, proms. Valentine's Day. Exactly. Yeah. Or it's always last minute because it's a funeral. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I did it for a pretty long time, I think. I stuck it out for five years and then I sold that. And then that's when I said to myself, okay, you could parlay this travel thing now into a career. Figure it out. Coming up on WTMJ Conversations. I would sometimes walk away from those kinds of consultations and say, oh my gosh, I'm going to run away someplace and get married because I don't want all this stress and pressure. Rose Gray talks about the stress you face planning weddings and funerals. In the floral business. You're listening to WTMJ Conversations. Welcome back. I'm Libby Collins. We're talking with Rose Gray, the host of the Fox World Travel Show. I went back up to the floral business. Yep. Especially when you do something like a wedding, everything has to be perfect. You're dealing with a bride and probably worse, the mother of the bride. And they're paying a good amount for what is going to be that one and only perfect day. Exactly. I would sometimes walk away from those kinds of consultations and say, oh my gosh, I'm going to run away someplace and get married because I don't want all this stress and pressure. This bride is beyond belief when it comes to the details that are required. Mine is just a small part of this. She's got caterers and a disc jockey and a venue and guests and dresses and all of that. Now, I tried to make that as pleasant as possible, just like when you were counseling with people for a few flowers. That's another, that's 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 another emotional time. Yes. Again, weekend work, last minute work, and then kind of high stressed out people that you're dealing with. So that was a good stretch of time. I was more than happy to sell that flower shop. I was going to say, what a relief that had to be to be out of that and have your weekends and holidays back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that is when I actually did walk into the travel agency that my family used for their travel and said, I'd really be good at this. I'm pretty sure. What would you hire me? And they said, well, what skills do you have? And I said, well, I'm pretty good with people. I think that's important. And they said, there really isn't anything. But would you consider being a receptionist? We're expanding. And would you be an I said, sure, of course, I'll do that. And I knew that this was going to be my pathway 
into the career itself. So how long were you just a receptionist? About six months. Because what I started doing is, back in those days, this whole concept of a computer system was pretty new. We were still just coming out of the OAG, the official airline guide, when somebody wanted an airline ticket. And you would look, and every airline was regulated by the government, so it would tell you who's flying what route, because the government said that was the route that they could fly. And then there was just coach class and first class. That's what there was. And so... It was a revolution when we had this new computer system. And I just started coming in two hours early every day. So I started at eight. I'd get there at six and take the lessons in the system. And nobody really knew I was doing that. So at one point in time, a couple walked in. And I remember this so distinctly. They were clearly farmers. By the smell, they had just come out of the barn. They had just gotten done doing morning chores, and I know they had come directly from the barn, and they wanted to go to Las Vegas. And I looked around at the staff that I had, and every single person was on the phone, or maybe picked up the phone and pretended they were on the phone because they didn't want to take this customer. So I said, let's see if I can maybe help you. What is it you're looking for? Well, you may remember way back, FunJet Vacations out of Milwaukee would do charter flights to Las Vegas. You'd pick up the phone. You'd call FunJet Vacations. They knew exactly what hotel they wanted to stay at, the old Westward Ho that isn't even there anymore. We go three times a year. This is exactly what we want. I thought, well, how hard is this? I booked them and I took their deposit and I went into the manager and I said, I hope I'm not in trouble, but there was nobody available. And I helped this lovely couple realize their dream of going to Las Vegas for the third time this year. And here's the money and here's the deposit. And what's my next step? And the manager said, I knew this was going to happen. I'm glad it happened. We're going to send you to airline ticketing school. We're going to have you go to Chicago, where United Airlines had, that was the system we used at the time, had a training center. I said, eh, you don't really have to do that. I can book an airline reservation in the system. Are you kidding? Show me. So I showed them how I would go about it. They were like, okay, that's fine. You don't need to go to school in Chicago. And I guess we'll be looking for another receptionist. Will you train her and take a seat on the other side of the desk? Still ahead on WTMJ Conversations. I'll take anybody that walks in. I'm not going to make any judgments. I'm not going to judge a book by their cover. Rose Gray, the host of the Fox World Travel Show, talks about taking on the clients nobody else wanted to handle. Now, more of WTMJ Conversations. I'm your host, Libby Collins. Let's return to our conversation with Rose Gray, the host of the Fox World Travel Show. That day that you got to the other side of the desk, (laughs) what was it like for you? Because especially back then, travel agents seemed to have their own customer base. You had to build it pretty much through your own network. Right. You didn't have that. I mean, you just sat down at a desk. Right, and said, I'll take anybody that walks in. I'm not going to make any judgments. I'm not going to judge a book by their cover. Because here's the thing. That couple followed me for the very long duration of my career as a vacation travel agent, as we were called then, and booked fabulous cruises, African safaris, trips to London, and I got all of that business. And so, again... It's how you treat the customer that really is a good way or perfect way to build your business. How did you build the rest of your clientele? I think basically I just was not ashamed to tell everybody that I was very new and that I was probably going to be doing a learning situation. I also was super lucky at that particular agency where I had some mentors, some very veteran travel agents who wanted me to succeed. We didn't work on a commission basis or anything like that. We were all salaried. And so if I bit off more than I could chew, one of the veterans would see it and come to my rescue and not take the booking, but actually guide me through it and say right to that particular client, this is Rose's first 
Mediterranean cruise. I'm going to help. I'm going to be here with you every step of the way. But Rose is your first go-to person. And so that's how I kind of did it. And it didn't hurt that that farm community was very, very talkative. And that's where I started getting a lot of that business. And as we probably know, farmers, you know, they've got a very big downtime. Summers, they're very busy. You can get somebody to milk your cows. You can go on a vacation. As your experience and your expertise grew, when did you first get to start to traveling, enjoy some of those perks? Well, this agency was pretty generous with the what we call familiarization trips. We shorten it up in the industry jargon and call them fam trips. But they sent me to Las Vegas. And then they sent me to New York City. And then they sent me to Cancun and the Riviera Maya, which was just a dirt road. Riviera Maya was nothing back then. But Cancun had started to build up greatly, sent me there, sent me to any kind of educational experience that I asked them to if they could. And so I was very lucky with that. And I won a couple of contests. So I would get a pair of airline tickets and I would parley that into some kind of a trip. And I would try to go places I had not yet been. And again, people want to book with somebody who's been there. We can't all have been to every single country, but I was very blessed at the beginning of my career because I did get those opportunities. What were those fam trips like? Crazy. You usually roomed with somebody you didn't know because they were from another agency. And my first one was really hilarious when I went to Las Vegas and I had a competitor as my roommate. So because, of course, FunJet said we're going to give each agency one seat half of a room and we're going to take you to seven resorts. They weren't even resorts and they were hotel casinos back in the day. And you have to do this much instruction and you're going to talk to the visitor and convention bureau and we're going to take you to this restaurant hoping that you'll recommend it and that kind of thing. And so that's kind of how it worked. But then as things progressed, can you imagine my delight when I was selected to join the Singapore Tourist Board because I wrote an application to them saying I'd like to know more about that. And I got to go to Singapore again with a stranger from New York. You get there, you meet them, you shake hands and say, I take this side of the room, you take that side of the room. Things have changed greatly over the 35 years that I've been doing this. You're typically not sharing with strangers anymore, but that's how it started. When you'd go to those familiar trips or those fam trips, did you have any time for yourself or was it all just instruction going to places they wanted you to see, really kind of hustling you around the area. Yeah. So we would laugh if we would do three nights in Cancun, we would see 21 properties, seven properties that you just go from one to the other. And soon you're saying, oh, my gosh, I was trying so hard to write so many notes about what the King presidential suite looked like and what the smallest entry level room as a double room looked like. Finally, I just bought a small handheld tape recorder and either I talked into it or I held it up while the person showing us doing what they called a site inspection was telling us and just held it up while they regaled us with all of the information about the hotel. You have to be so detail oriented. And I wanted to. And so again, we had a great partner in FunJet Vacations because they also did nonstop charters. Soon they started to not only Cancun a couple times a week, but they also did Jamaica. Now the Dominican Republic Punta Cana was not even on the radar yet at that time. But they they knew to send us on those trips, just like a cruise line would say, here's a brand new ship. We're Carnival Cruise Lines. That's where we all started. We're a Norwegian cruise line. We're Royal Caribbean Cruise Line. We are building a new ship. And when it comes out, we're going to give you an opportunity to be on the inaugural sailing. I'm actually going on one at the end of November for the, the, the new Celebrity Ascent. And what do you do on an inaugural sail? You sail out of Fort Lauderdale and you bob around in the ocean for two days while they show you 
every possible scenario with regard to entertainment, with regard to meals, with regard to drinks, why that ship is better than everybody else's. And yeah, so you do get a little time to yourself. I don't want to make it sound like it's 24-7, you're on the clock. But if you are good at your job, you want to be a sponge and suck up all that information. And so if they offered something, I was at it. Still ahead on WTMJ Conversations. Of course, you tell an American they can't go somewhere. That's where they want to go. Rose Gray, the host of the Fox World Travel Show, reveals the destinations she would not want to visit. You're listening to WTMJ Conversations. And I'm Libby Collins. Our guest today is Rose Gray. She's the host of the Fox World Travel Show. Did you ever get to a point where you thought, okay, I'm just tired. I got to get away from this. Or were you so passionate about the travel industry that it didn't bother you at all? It didn't. Now, as this is happening to me, I actually got married and had a child. So that was a little bit of... That would have taken you off the road for a little A little bit, but not so much. I had very great parents that were very, very willing to help me out when that happened because they knew that I wanted to learn as much as possible. Now, with that said, as you go through the career and you become a veteran, you're quite choosy about what fam trips you're going to go on. You're not going to go back to Las Vegas. You're not going to go to Cancun. Maybe if there's new resorts in Las Vegas, you would go, and I would, but you really want bigger and better experiences. When you got married, what was your honeymoon? Jamaica, I had one. Did you plan it yourself? I I planned it myself. And my husband, who was not a traveler, he'd been on a plane one other time before that with me when I took him on a golf outing. Oh, my gosh. He was just very, very shook up about the whole thing. Now Jamaica is his favorite place in the world. I mean, if I asked him every year, where do you want our warm weather vacation to be this year? It would be Jamaica. So we have to get him away. He has been to Mexico, several different locations, Cabo, Cancun, Riviera Maya, Puerto Vallarta. Now he just made a deal with me. It's Jamaica every other year. How did you end up at Fox World Travel? Well, so I started working after I outgrew that agency and was looking for something to broaden my horizons and my experiences. There was a little airline from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that was Midwest Express. And I happened to have an in in the training department. Libby, get this. The head person of learning and development at Midwest Express Airlines was in my eighth grade class in Milwaukee. Oh my! So the teacher was now the student and the student was the teacher. And so I started in reservations at Midwest Express thanks to her and her 12-week training program. And so I saw what exemplary customer service could look like because I saw it in everything that Midwest Express did from the fabulous service that we're all aware of that we those of us who are everybody misses and can still remember but you tell this to others that are Gen Xers or Millennials and they either yeah my parents talked about this one time but I want to say we all kept thinking how can this business model survive and they did start taking things away if you remember pretty soon we weren't eating in China and we weren't having gourmet meals and we weren't having unlimited wine. They kept the chocolate chip cookies for a pretty long time. But eventually, you know, that had to go by the wayside. But this is where I learned how to speak to customers. This is where I learned what I would call either the Neiman Marcus or the Ritz-Carlton School of Customer Service. My pleasure. How may I help you? I'm sorry we didn't meet your expectations. What could we do to make that better? Instead of, eh, sorry, I had a problem. Or, yeah, thanks. Or we didn't talk like that at Midwest Express. And so the customers knew about that. And that's where I said, if I get back into the travel agency, I need to have a level of that. And so the agency that I then transitioned to had that kind of customer service, thanks to... uh, 
amazing woman-owned business. And then that was actually acquired by Fox World Travel in 2003. So in 2003, Fox World Travel absorbed and, and bought out the travel agency that I worked for. But I've kept that May, I maintain that that is the level of service we need to always give our customers. How did the radio show come about? Uh, so when that acquisition <clears throat> happened, the host of that show, we had been doing that show forever. Jeff Wagner actually used to be the host, and it used to be on Sunday mornings. And then it moved to Saturdays, and then Jeff, as we all know, <laughs> grew out of that position quite quickly. And we had Jim Peck for a while. He was I love Jim Pack. phenomenal. He went on a lot of trips with Yes, he did. And so she wanted to take a guest listener trip, a WTMJ slash Fox World Travel listener trip, but it was a three-week Mediterranean cruise. And at that point in time, I was still doing little spots for Manitowoc because we had an office in Manitowoc and Sheboygan Radio, 10-minute spots weekly, where we basically did what I do every week on TMJ for an hour. We just did that for 10 minutes. We didn't take calls, but the radio personality and I would just talk travel for 10 minutes. So my boss at the time was the vice president of vacation travel. He said, do you think you could handle Jean's show? And I said, I think I could. I'll give it a try. You know, we'll see what happens. And I did it. And it was well received. And I phased into that and have been doing it for now 13 years Amazing. Yeah. That's a long time to be at any radio station. That's right. I know that from experience. <laughs> now, how do you at this point, because obviously that's a big part of your responsibility through Fox is hosting hosting the show on Saturdays. How do you determine which tours you're going to go on? I mean, is that is that something that's decided for you or Are you a partner in making those decisions? Thankfully, I am a partner in making those decisions. Um, The the Alaska saga is not quite my choosing. So in 2009, my boss at the time said, "This this radio thing is really going well. I think what we should do is do a WTMJ listener trip with Rose Gray. I said, sure. He said, don't worry, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that it's, uh, you have a tour manager with you and all of that. So I think it should be Alaska. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. Not on my radar at all. Did not want to go to Alaska. You'd never been there. Never been there. Fox sold a ton of Alaska. We had a great um, Alaska guru, Colleen Allsberg, who, with the help of the vice president at the time, developed this niche market for us. They really, it really worked out well. And he said when I declined, oh, I beg your pardon, I really wasn't asking you. I was telling you, don't worry. I'll send Colleen. It'll be fine. She almost had to drag me on the plane, kicking and screaming. Why didn't you I, want to go to Alaska? I don't know. I don't know if I thought it was going to be like camping from my my childhood. <laughs> too many bears. Too, too many, yeah. Or bugs. Or what if I broke a nail? Or what if I didn't have any hairspray? Or I don't know why I didn't want to go. But it was eye-opening how phenomenal this destination was. And he did send Colleen along with me. And it was it was great. Uh, we skipped a year after that. And then I did a two more with another tour manager from Fox, whereupon Colleen said, 
Rose doesn't need anybody to go along with her. Now she's done this trip four times. I think she can do it on her own. And so I pretty much made it a staple that I do that trip. We do two motor coaches. We work with Holland America because we love that their ships are built for Alaskan cruising, that they've got a land program second to none. I've done the same itinerary, seven nights on land and seven nights on the inside passage for many, many years. And I've kind of got that down to a science now. And so that's that's what I like. But with that said, from that point on, they said, what else should we do? And of course, river cruising in Europe was a natural progression for, from that. Um, I happen to have a pretty big interest in World War II. So they let me curate along with the help of a stellar development team in the group department of Fox World Travel, a Battlefields trip that I developed with a World War II expert. We're now on Battlefields too because the people that went on that trip, and then I actually repeated that trip because it was had such a long wait list, said, well, there's so much more history to World War II. We only scratched the surface. What are you doing next? So I We've developed in this battlefields too, uh, so things are things are pretty. I, unless I would choose something that is not safe, or that for some reason our marketing team who gets involved with this as well says we're not going to sell that. That's not going to sell. And so sometimes I have to sell the marketing team and the development team on why I think this would be a good seller. You said something interesting. You said, unless you came up with an idea that wouldn't be safe. What do you mean by that? If I said I want to go to Iran, (laughs) they would say, or Afghanistan, or sometimes when I say we want to start going back to Israel, this happens, current situation, that's not going to happen for a very long time. So Colleen got to take a trip to Israel right before covid And so that'll probably be on hold for a while. Cuba. We were so blessed when Cuba opened up. Colleen did the first Cuba trip. I did the second Cuba trip. We had people say, oh, my gosh, this is, of course, you tell an American they can't go somewhere. That's where they want to go. So when we couldn't go to Cuba for such a long time, that was on the top of everyone's list. So now that'll be a while again before we can start going back. Now, people say, oh, Rose, that's wrong. We can go to Cuba whenever we want. Yes, you can. You're on a people-to-people type trip. You have to apply for the visa on your own. And the group travel is not going to come back for a while. I'm quite sure of that. But when it does, and if it's safe, and if it makes sense, you can bet Fox World Travel will be the first one offering groups back to Cuba. Coming up on WTMJ Conversations. I said, meet me in the lobby right now. We'll come up with a plan. My cell phone bill was $600 because I was on with the airline so long. Rose Gray, the host of the Fox World Travel Show, reveals what she does when things start to go haywire on a trip. You're listening to WTMJ Conversations. Welcome back to our conversation with Rose Gray, the host of the Fox World Travel Show. I'm Libby Collins. Let's talk about being a tour director while you're leading a lot of people, many of whom you've never met before, on in some cases, what would be a trip of a lifetime for them? What is that like for you? And what is your responsibility when you lead one of these tours? So we're very transparent when we explain to the guests that Rose is not a subject matter expert in World War II or art history or anything like that. So when I arrive in destination, we have someone to meet the group. We have people that are transporting our guests. We have people who are experts and and I can rely on them. And then I step back 
We usually offer air with our tour, uh, it, it, but some people are coming from other parts. You know, Fox has become pretty nationally well-known. And so people are saying, can my brother and sister-in-law from Arizona join us? Can my cousin from California join us? Sure. Do they want to come to Chicago and fly with the group? Maybe not. If not, they can meet us there. So we don't always have to book a package that includes air. But many of the people from the southeastern part of the state want to join one big happy family as we begin our journey. And we're all on the same plane and that kind of a thing. So that's my job, just to make sure everybody is happy and everybody is seated. Uh, we just had an incident with a Steve Scafidi Tuscany trip. Air France had a work stoppage issue. We were flying them to Florence with a connection in Paris. Our flight was canceled. So 33 of us who were not who were flying with the group had to stay overnight in Chicago an extra night. And thankfully, we work with preferred vendors, vendors, tour operators, cruise lines, airlines that we have power and clout with because Fox is, after all, the 25th biggest travel agency in the United States, according to Travel Weekly's power list that's based on sales. And we do a fair amount of business travel. But that clout gets us voice heard when it comes to any kind of problem. But that's still got to be a little stressful oh. because you have to get everybody in that room and make sure they're going to be there for the plane the next day. Exactly. And so people just kept saying to me, are you okay? Are you going to be okay? Do you need a drink? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be good. As soon as I have everyone's attention, I'll make the announcement, tell everybody what we're doing tomorrow, and then I will take that glass of wine. Thank you very much. So there can be stress. And what the other part of my job is, is as a safety net. So while the the stellar tour directors that we have that are taking our guests around, it it almost happens every single trip. Somebody gets sick on, tr- on the trip. Somebody is sick back home and they need to get back home. Uh, somebody's passport was stolen uh, against my my advice. They took it with them when we were traveling and their bag was You mean was when stolen. you were out? Yeah, touring. Touring. Oh, so I always say, please, please never, ever walk around with your best passport. But all of those things are my responsibility or our very fabulous tour director's responsibilities. We're tour managers and we have tour directors that, that are, are out and about t- sharing their knowledge and love of their destination. Do you ever get to a point where you think you're in the middle of wherever... Something happens with someone and you're at the end of your wits thinking, how am I going to handle this one? If I didn't have an amazing team back at Fox World Travel, I would say I wonder how I'm going to handle this. But at any given time, day or night, I have everybody's phone number. I have from the president of the company to his son, who is the CEO of the company, to the group department. And I could say, help me, please help me. I I have a a story of a very, very, very VIP person that was on one of my trips. And he, this was before COVID, so it wasn't COVID, but he was violently ill the day that we were supposed to fly back. Where Our river cruise ended. His wife texted me at 3 a.m. and said, my husband cannot fly tomorrow. What are we going to do? I said, meet me in the lobby right now. We'll come up with a plan. And so I arranged with the help of the River Cruise Company and Fox World Travel a hotel for them for the next two nights with the option of picking it up for a third if he was still that ill. Changed his airline ticket 
I remember my cell phone bill was $600 because I was on with the airline so long, getting him all situated for a flight in two days with the ability to change it if he needed to stay longer. So yeah, those are the things. And then when it's all over and you sit back, you think, I made a difference in that person's life. I think that person will never forget Fox World Travel. That person will never forget the customer service that he received in his time of need. Coming up on WTMJ Conversations. My husband is such an avid fisherman and a pretty good hunter as well. I just think to myself, oh my gosh, someday. Rose Gray has traveled all over the world, but what's her personal dream destination? Now, more of WTMJ Conversations. I'm Libby Collins. Today's conversation is with Rose Gray, the host of the Fox World Travel Show. Do you ever see a time where you will step down? I hope so. I I was actually just in our Brookfield office yesterday saying farewell to somebody who is not quite 80, and I know she wouldn't mind if I said this, who is retiring. She's been doing this for 40 years. And she said, I knew it was time. And I always say to the person at Fox that I report to, which just happens to be the CEO of the company, if you need to hit me upside the head and tell me it's time for me to go, please do that. But at this point in time, I still enjoy doing the radio show. I still enjoy being the Fox voice and face. I do tons of presentations throughout the year, everything from financial planners to uh, service groups to um, anybody that wants me to come and speak as as you know, too, it's called the rubber chicken circuit, right? You want me to come to your lunch and speak? I will absolutely do that for you. Um, and I still enjoy that very, very much. And I still enjoy taking out groups and doing the tour managing. All right. If you were not taking a tour group for Fox, this is just for Rose. Yes. And maybe you'd bring your husband along. What is your dream trip? Well, one of the things I'm going to get to do is I'm taking a private group. That's why I'm not doing an Alaska in 2024. I have a milestone birthday coming up in 24. I'm taking a friends and family group to Alaska. And so each time I'm in Alaska, my heart breaks a little bit because my husband is such an avid fisherman. I'm talking avid fisherman and a pretty good hunter as well. He loves wildlife of all types. When I'm there, I just think to myself, oh my gosh, someday, someday. So when I'm working for Fox World Travel and I'm a tour manager, I certainly can't have him come along. But on this private trip that I'm doing, um, he will enjoy Alaska with me. Now, the other place that I would desperately like to take him is South Africa. South African safaris are mind-blowing to wildlife enthusiasts. And so that will be my next thing. But his his misgivings are about the length of the flight. Well, Not a good flyer. Do you want to go and see the gorillas? I, so badly, Libby. I, again, I, I'm so lucky. Many of the listeners to the Saturday show know in January of 2023, I stepped foot on my seventh continent, Antarctica. So I try to say I'm not a pin in my map kind of girl. It's not the kind of traveler that I am. But I did want that seventh continent. So now I'm free to explore any options. And so, yes, the gorillas in Rwanda, definitely, definitely, definitely on my list. I had an Amazon River cruise some years back that for some reason I didn't get to go on that I had pretty well planned out. So that's another one, the uh, the Amazon. Then the other thing is on my Antarctica trip, I met a fascinating gentleman who was their bird expert. He was not an ornithologist, but he was their bird expert. And he said, you've never been to Greenland? Well, of course, it's his homeland. And he was shocked by that. 
and I said, we don't get a lot of requests for Greenland. I, I, but so now I kind of want to go to Greenland as well. I might, I might get that somehow on a cruise itinerary of some sort. Rose Gray, it is a pleasure to have you here, and we'll keep listening on Saturday mornings. Thank you. It's what keeps me going is the Saturday show. We've been talking with Rose Gray, the host of the Fox World Travel Show. We found out how she started out as kind of a ski bum, ended up in the floral business, and finally became a travel advisor for Fox. Now, if you joined us late and you want to hear our entire conversation with Rose, go to WTMJ.com and share today's show with your friends and family. You'll also find a partial transcript courtesy of eCourt Reporters. For WTMJ Conversations, I'm Libby Collins.